Welcome, everybody. Hi, uh, I'm Denise Zach. I'm your host of Mindset Monday, the podcast that gets into those six inches in between your ears. Uh, welcome to Monday, April 5th. I have an amazing guest today. I'm super excited to introduce him. But first, I just want to tell you a little bit about Game Plan U, which is where this podcast originates. Game Plan U is an organization of uh, founders, mentors and career seekers. We bring in founders in the sports tech industry. We help them validate, grow, learn, get investment around their sports technology startup. Uh, we bring them together to support one another, but we also bring in executives, mentors, investors to help validate and get deal flow as well. And in addition to that, we have this really cool vertical where we bring in our career seekers, our students who are looking to get uh, work in the field, looking to grow their resume, build their portfolio, and are looking to do it in the sports technology world. We bring them in to support our founders. And so we've created this niche of, um, of support and community and innovation. And if you want anything to do or learn about sports technology, if you're a founder, if you're an investor, if you're a career seeker, check out www.gameplanu.org and click the subscribe button if you like this podcast. Uh, that would really help us out getting the word out to other people. Uh, and so today, I'm gonna introduce my guests in just a moment. Um, on this podcast, Mindset Monday, I am trying to get into those six inches in between your ears, like I just said. And really what I wanna learn about is how people operate, how they show up to their day, what their energy is like, and what their mindset is like when they walk through their everyday processes, but also when they come up against challenges, when life becomes difficult, because everybody's got things that they're dealing with. Everyone has stress in their life. And we look at people who are successful sometimes and think they've got it easy and they've got it all together. When in reality, we know that people are struggling with things, but we just don't see it on the surface. And I want to understand how people work through those difficult times, those challenges, those situations, and still yet become successful. So that's what this podcast is all about. Without further ado, I'm going to bring on our guest today, Tim Scanlon. Uh, Tim is someone that I have known. Hi, Tim. How are you? <laughs> it's so nice to have you. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on today. Really appreciate it. I'm really honored. I'm really honored to be part of Game Plan U. Great open there. And uh, I couldn't say enough good things about this group and what, what the mission is. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. So, Tim, you're one of our executives in residence. You are one of our mentors, yep. uh, someone that comes on and is working with our founders, supporting our founders. You have a, a you are a, a, a veteran in the sports world in general. I mean, you're right now VP of Sports Marketing and Media at Octagon, but you spent a number of years with ESPN. Uh, so, I would love it if you could talk with us and and tell us a little bit about your career, kind of how you came up through the ranks sure. and and uh, how you landed today at Octagon and what you're doing there. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> I'm from Minnesota. I'm from a big family. And I grew up with three older brothers and a father who loved sports. And I loved, therefore, I love sports, watching events and, and attending them. But further, I would actually go out to the backyard and try to recreate the sports that we would watch on TV. I would I would lay chalk for sidelines for football, bags for diet for baseball, and my my production life started way back in Minnesota. And my sisters have all told me that that 
Tim, they, they used to like go out and create these events and I would announce them as we were playing, which was really silly. But uh, anyway, um, that passion led, I was University of Minnesota grad uh, to me working in local television. And then I was fortunate enough to be with the station that landed the Minnesota Twins broadcast rights. And they approached me about being the game producer. And I'd wanted to be a talent up until then, actually broadcasting. But I kind of the career kind of found me. I was really good at working with people and creating the event to look like, to make it look like what I wanted it to look like. And um, I worked in Minnesota for 10 years. ESPN came calling in 1996. And uh, I was really fortunate to start at ESPN as a coordinating producer, managing their baseball telecasts. And uh, that started in 96. And, and from there, just a, a number of great experiences, Denise, from producing baseball games in Cuba, the Little League World Series, College World Series. And then I get promoted up to uh, add the Stanley Cup NHL. And my big break was in, in 2006 when they put me on the FIFA World Cup, which led to um, a, a major opportunity for me, which was the 2010 World Cup in which we won an Emmy Award um, down in South Africa, which it, Bob Iger had laid down the challenge. He wanted an event that would resonate around the world. And uh, I think we nailed it. Um, from there, uh, you know, as my career developed, I was good with talent. I was moved into the talent office and uh, my job was to recruit, uh, retain, and to develop talent. And that led to this career at Octagon, where I represent brought sports broadcasters back to ESPN, Fox Sports, NBC, Yahoo, all the platforms that that del deliver sports. And uh, I'm kind of connecting people with their their dreams. And uh, we have we have a philosophy, Denise. It's win win win. If if the network likes the talent, then the talent wins. The network wins, and Octagon does well. So that's the, that's the goal. That's awesome. I really love that mentality too. You know, it's a kind of everyone's looking out um, for for everyone, and not just kind of looking for one one organization or one unit or one area to prosper or to benefit. And so, yeah. uh, I, I love that mentality. Can you can you talk a little bit about? I mean, talent is is an interesting thing. You know, finding talent, finding the right person for the right position, and um, and and. And meeting people, you must meet so many different types of people. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you how you do that? How you find someone for a position? Uh, what what kind of spark do you look for? What is it that you that that kind of checks all the boxes for you that you say you know that person's sure. got it, and I think that would be a great fit for us. Well, I, I can tell you, Denise. Before I moved over to the agency side. Uh, I got to tell you, I had so much, I have so much respect for the people that were already agents in the sports business and news business for that matter, because they had to develop these relationships with the talent first, kind of win them over, like, let me represent you yeah. and then take that talent and their broadcast skills and represent them to a network. So it's basically a double, you know, double accomplishment. And I had the benefit of working 30 plus years in production. So I had, I had relationships with a lot of talent at ESPN and people outside of ESPN. Uh, so I was able to, to take my skills and move into this side of the business pretty quick. It is a challenge because when you meet somebody for the first time, and if they don't know your background, you do have to basically sell yourself if you think that you can help that person. I'm now at that point, Denise, where I can, I, I can at least, 
I can accept resumes and links and then talk to that person about here's where I think you can go if I can't help you. If I think I can help you, then I'll take them on as a client based on my level of uh, the number of talent that I currently represent. It's all about time management. You want to give each client enough time during a week or two weeks, every two weeks, whatever it is, so that they feel that they're being served. And that's my goal. So that's awesome. Yeah. So just really trying to get to know them and build a relationship with them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's such an important part of business in general. We always hear about the strategies and the techniques and the, the business model of, of, of being successful and how you kind of walk through that. But you know, I hear more and more lately, especially with COVID and the pandemic, how important relationships are and how important human connection is. Because at the end of the day, we can always coach up, manage up, build up um, and, and teach people skills. But there really has to be that trust and that loyalty and that relationship that is the basis and the foundation for how our business succeeds. Do you do you agree with that? Or can you speak to that? I think the relationship is the most important element of my job because if whether the my client gets gets selected for the job or doesn't it's the relationship that's going to matter at the end of the day it's it's for this line about the difference between winning and success is did you try your best did you put the best effort in and um and if you've got that trust with your client that relationship that no matter what happens Hey, we're, everything's going to be okay, and we're going to go on to the next opportunity. Um, to me, that's that is that's everything for this job because without it, I think clients would, you know, be more inclined to to move on from your services to another agent. Uh, everyone wants to feel secure, and everyone wants to feel successful. And if they've got that trust and relationship with whoever it is that's representing them. And then it's a just it's just a, a much much more richer experience for everybody involved. Absolutely, I, I agree with that. And and there's this comfort level that you kind of are alluding to when you have that trust and you have that relationship with someone that you know that you can rely on them if things get difficult, or you can you you can expect that there's going to be this honesty and this this openness and this genuineness that that happens. And so I want to kind of shift gears a tiny bit. Keeping that that in mind, um, when you think when you know, I always think about with this podcast, thinking about founders and our startups. Um, there is so much pressure on them to be successful, right? I mean, they are looking to create an entire business um, through relationships at their core, but really trying to build out some type of fan experience or some type of technology or some type of gaming or application or, or whatever it is. And and I think that there's a lot of fear that, that comes along with it. And I'm just curious um, if, if you find that at all in broadcasting, right? Um, if someone isn't I'm just not, I'm, and I'm, this is me being kind of just genuine. I'm not exactly sure what happens in, in broadcasting if if people get switched out a lot or, you know, oh, we thought you were right for that position, but you're not. And, you know, the the uncertainty that comes along with it, because I think that that speaks to our founders as well, because there's a lot of uncertainty. You never really oh, know right. what's going to come next. It, I, it's funny, Denise, in the world of talent, sometimes subjectivity is is what rules Right, and there's no yeah. data or analytics that can measure if someone really likes a client or a talent. 
and if they're the right fit for that sport or that show or that program or that game. But uh, in, in the world of our founders, they get that immediate response. What, how many downloads do they get? How many viewers, unique viewers do they receive? So they, they're, every day they're being measured with some you know, data and anal, uh, analytics that yeah. measure success or failure. But with talent, I, I because of my background, I try to think of myself as not just an agent, but also a manager and a coach. Mm-hmm. And if I can land somebody a job, let's say it is with ESPN, I also want to work with ESPN to make sure that that person's getting the feedback and that that person is is positioned for success. Uh, and that's where I think my my the differentiator for me is as an agent that I can look at a client and say, you would be a great fit for that show, even if it doesn't pay as much as the other network that's offering you another job, because it'll be better for your career and it's a better fit. So it's, um, it is subjective, but I also try to, if I can get somebody, my, I guess my, my measure of success is, are they happy? Do they like what they're doing? And is the client happy with them? Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to find that, find yeah. that, that pitch. And uh, it's interesting too, because, you know, when you think about someone who's, who's starting a business, starting a career, starting a new job, whatever it is, there always is that that measure of fit, right? Is it yeah. the right fit? Does it align with your values? Does it align with who you are as a person? And you know, is the mission of the company going to be something that I can stand by and and live up to and and help them create and and move forward sure. with? So, I think that that's an important thing to pay attention to. And I I don't necessarily think that people are are thinking on that level all the time. They're just thinking, oh, that's a you know broadcasting position. I want to be a broadcaster and boom, I should, I should be able to get into that position or I should be a fine uh, match for that. But there's so many nuances to it. Yeah. Managing expectations is, is critical to let them know right away. Listen, you're, 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 you have the skills, but there are a lot of people going for the same job and it may not work out. So let's just keep the, keep the aperture wide and let's see if we can get as many potential opportunities in front of you as possible. Yeah. Um, and it is managing expectations and egos. Um, I used to say to my crew, because um, some people would complain, oh, this, this commentator's got an ego and they're difficult to work with. I always said, remember, when that red light comes on, we want them to be the best person they can be. So I'm fine with ego. Let me manage it. You yeah. do your job and we'll let's see if we can be successful together. Absolutely. So. And trying to work around all of those little details, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure, um, I, yeah, and those 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 subtle nuances, right? And again, it comes back to those relationships and being able to manage it, and exactly. um, and and any and the same thing happens in business in general, right? I mean, I think with, with our founders, people are are looking to to build to create. Um, you've got to have a level of confidence, and you've got to be sure of yourself because there's going to be so many times when the answer is no, and you may go to the same person four or five times, and the answer is going to be no. Um, so you have to have a level of of stick-to-itiveness, you know, this yeah. grit to be able to get back up again. And I think I imagine the same thing happens in your industry, sure. very similar. Sure, I try to appeal to whatever the six, whatever it is that makes the client successful too, Denise, and it's. A little bit of reverse psychology. I'll give you an example that I, I had a client that refused to attend production meetings, and uh, producer called me and said, "How do I, how do I make this happen? How can I get this person to, to attend and make the show better?" 
So I went to that person who was a former coach and I, I just challenged them and said, how would you deal with somebody on your team that didn't attend a practice on time or didn't attend a team meeting? So think of it from that standpoint and they're relying on you. Um, he never missed a meeting after that. So I love but, it, but it is, it's a reverse psychology. And I, it, it is again, playing to their, whatever makes them a success. Yeah. And I guess, you know, leaning into them a little bit and, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's about human it, managing people and trying to get the best out of everyone uh, that you can. Absolutely. I, I love that. Yeah. Just, but, but also having, um, having the ability to communicate with someone in a way that's not going to put them on the defensive, but yeah, kind exactly. of I, again, well, it was only between that person and me. And I, I wanted to make sure that they understood how important they were to the process. And it was, it was, it was the right tone, right time. And mm -hmm. it was successful, but you know, I don't know what yeah. I would have done <laughs> to make a change, but, yeah. um, but it is, it is dealing with people and, uh, managing their expectations and yeah. and encouraging them when that when they are insecure when they're not ready to or they don't feel confident that, yeah. to remind them hey you you've gotten this far you are very good mm -hmm. rely on that you know don't don't think about anything else but the skill that you have and it'll it's gotten you this far it'll get you further so yeah I love it so I'm, I'm I want to shift a little bit here uh, sure. because I want to talk about that you know relying on your skill and knowing that you're good. You made a pivot. Uh, you had to change career. Sure. Not, not hugely change. I mean, you're still in the same arena, but doing something very different. What was that like for you? I mean, what what was that transition from ESPN to Octagon? And I, I know that you, um, you didn't know when you left ESPN, or maybe you did know right when you left ESPN that you were going to Octagon. I'm just curious about that that pivot for you, what, what that so, was like. Well, in 2015, Denise, I was part of a massive uh, layoff, and it, it was it's really, I'm symptomatic of the entire industry. Uh, ESPN's success had grown to a point where we, we were hitting on all cylinders. We had, I don't know, if it was seven or eight 24-hour networks and a magazine, a radio, a digital service. Um, but the fact was that the sports landscape was shifting. Um, television rights were increasing. The, the rise of digital and mobile was in full bloom. And, uh, you know, ESPN had to pivot because dollars were going to be allocated elsewhere. And I knew it. So for me, when I was told I was no longer <laughs> going to be needed there, there was some insecurity. Like everyone, you, you go through those stages of, oh, you know, what if I had done this? What if I'd done that? But uh, I, again, I had to rely on what I knew I was good at, which was working with sports talent. And I had dealt with all of the agencies. And uh, in fact, my boss at Octagon, Phil DiPicciato, he and I were doing a deal one when I was at ESPN. And I asked him, he was the president of the company, why are you doing this deal? And he said, I don't have a Tim Scanlon. And would you be interested? I said, I might be. So here I am almost five <laughs> years later um, and really enjoying it uh, because it's 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 allowed me to, I guess, transition and show people that I both worked with and my children that you can be a success after a, a very successful 20-year career with ESPN. So um, it's, I, I feel energized and challenged every day. I wake up and I start my week on a Sunday night to figure out, okay, what's my week look like? 
where do I need to put emphasis and uh, what clients am I, am I trying to position this week based on what I know that's out there in the market and who I have in my portfolio. And I, I start reaching out using my relationships and making sure that their name is in the mix and that I can, to the degree possible, set up meetings, auditions, what, whatnot, to put them in a position to succeed. No, that's awesome. And and you talk about something so important that I know um, you've heard me talk about a lot is that mindset and how you get yourself ready, you know, for your week, for your day, whatever it is. And it's so critically important that we have a strategy, that we have a way that we're showing up to our day that helps us to be successful because otherwise, you know, old ways of operating can kind of filter in and 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 undermine us and and prevent us from being successful but we can also create habits of success and create habits of of positivity and so could you tell us a little bit more about sure. your mindset was it always like this did you develop it like where did it come from you know early in my espn days it wasn't like this i was i it, it was Drinking from a fire hose is the cliche that we used to use, but I, yeah. I was trying to learn everything and I was reading everything that I could. I wanted to be the most knowledgeable, the you know, sharpest that I could because I, I, I felt like I, you know, coming from Minnesota, um, that the people that I was working with were so talented and they had really come up through the ranks at ESPN. I was starting as a manager, so I felt I need to work doubly hard to just stay even. Uh, but then when my my wife Holly passed in 2012, I got to tell you, Denise, it was that sh that pivot to where I knew, I, you know, my children were going to be relying on me, and literally, it started with just making my bed. <laughs> it's that simple task that I would make my bed and then do a load of laundry, and it would literally start my day that way. My mind would get organized really quickly. I was thinking about, okay, what do I need to do? What needs to be done first, and then. Um, and it just gave me the energy and, you know, even throughout my workouts and my, my social life, that mindset has carried over. And I, it's so important. And you talk about it all the time, too, on Game Plan U. And I, I, it's the one thing that just really resonates with me, that, that if you don't have the proper mindset, your day can really go all right in a, in a hurry. So I try to think that way, make my bed, get up. And, and if, you know, that feeling of accomplishment, you're, you're, you're off and running. And yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, it's it's so important, and and I know that, you know, um, with the the loss of your wife um, in 2012 was obviously a, a huge, yeah. huge, um, difficult time in your life, and no you know, um, and and so for me, when when I think of that, just to hear how you talk about what you decided you were going to do after that, the. The responsibilities you you knew that you had, but also uh, there's what you're. What I'm hearing you say is that this happened and it was horrible, and I'm going to keep going. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. I when I talk to people that um, are experiencing someone in decline or someone that's got a, a, a terminal illness, you know, I remind them that, that the grief starts really early. You know, you know, you want life to be the same, but it doesn't, it, 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 in the back of your mind, you know, it's not going to be the same. You have to start making it changes in your personality and your systems immediately. So um, I, I, I grew from that, Denise. I grew from that experience. Holly and I talked, uh, we're so fortunate that we've got a chance to 
to plan her her uh, her funerals together. Not many people ever do that that situation. And she gave me the strength and and uh, the mindset that you can do this. You'll always have the kids, and you'll be you'll you're going to be successful no matter what you do. So um, yeah, I, it the grief starts then, and then it, it, if you if you just take that strength and move forward, you know, it, we had no regrets, and it was a great marriage that allowed me to be the person I am today. So. Yeah. I love it. It's such a beautiful story. I mean, obviously there's, there's, there's sadness there and grief there, but there's, there's, that's such a beautiful story about love and connection and support and, and, and resilience, but you you can do this no matter what, you know, and I think that transcends everything in life. If you've got that mentality, there is nothing in my opinion that can, that can hold you back. And I just, yeah. And I, I think that, Given what you do now, especially mm-hmm. with your clients, that must come in so, so handy. It must be so such an important part of, of how you operate because it's such a big part of who you are. Well, for sure. It's the perspective, Denise. It's, uh, you know, you, you change so much. And, I, and I'm getting up there in age, obviously, so the wisdom that comes with that. But just having experienced that uh, in my life and... Also learning from Holly's confidence, because when we moved here, we had no network and I was working 16 hour days in Bristol, Connecticut, and she was raising three kids and really didn't know anybody in Connecticut. So her strength, her confidence uh, rubbed off on me. And that partnership is what, you know, gave me the strength to take forward in my job. And it still shows up today, Denise, when I, when I'm meeting a client for the first time, or I'm advising them that here's where I think you're going to be best. And it's that like, grounded perspective, I guess. I love it. And it, just that, that um, just the, the confidence in, um, in your kind of your wisdom. I think as we get older, we learn so much more and we, we just kind of know what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, things aren't perfect, obviously, but, but we just have a, a, I think a better idea. Yeah. And I, I've talked with so many people who have had really, you know, long and successful careers is that you just get to a place where you, you just get it on a level that someone who's new to the industry or new in, in the their career doesn't quite have because they're still trying to figure it all out. Yeah. And, and we're, we're changed because of the good, the bad and the indifferent, you know, and. Yeah. One last thing I'll add to that, Denise, is yeah. not to be afraid to keep learning. You know, I learned from my son, Connor, who's a whiz with technology and literature. Uh, I learned from my, my current girlfriend, Megan, who's got, you know, this worldwide knowledge of global health. And, uh, and I learned from my young clients, it, you know, especially they're teaching me things about this industry that I'm working in. So you, as long as you have that mentality that, yes, you can provide them wisdom with your experience, you're going to keep learning and that allows you to keep helping them grow. So I would advise anybody out there that's getting into the sports industry. It's such a different landscape. So keep learning uh, because what we're doing today in terms of broadcast sports, broadcast and media could be completely different in 10 years. You're absolutely right. That, that being able to kind of shift when you need to and pivot is so critically important. And I just, I love the advice. Um, And, uh, I, I want to kind of, I, I feel like that's a great place to land and, and end because it's kind of this, you know, 
keep learning, keep going, don't give up kind of mentality that I think is perfect for, for our community. And that's why we're so grateful that you're a part of the community because you bring so much of that um, that professionalism, uh, that confidence, and that that experience that, and expertise that I know that our benef- our founders certainly benefit from. So, so thank you so oh, much. For- I'm learning from you guys, so I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm really delighted and I'm honored. And uh, what a great group! And uh, and I hope more people, you know, take notice and and yeah. become a part of the community. I do too. Yeah, we will keep growing for sure. Um, Tim, if people want to get in touch with you, this is your LinkedIn, sure. right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I, I say yes to almost everybody. <laughs> a number of, <laughs> I, I have a number of uh, contacts. I don't know if I can respond to everybody, but yeah, I, I, awesome. I think of myself as trying to help anybody out there, whether I represent them or not. So yeah, I love it. Awesome, awesome stuff. And if you all are interested, if you want to learn more about this uh, game plan new community, again, it's www w.gameplanu.org. This is my LinkedIn. If you want to get in touch with me or if you want to email me, you can get me at denise at gameplanu.org. Please don't forget to subscribe, uh, like this video, and uh, join us at Game Plan U. Tim, thanks again for being here. Really appreciate awesome, awesome podcast today. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Denise, Have a great thanks day. so much. It's a pleasure. Thank Take you. Take care. You too.